Amen. If you would turn your Bibles to Galatians chapter 6. Galatians 6. As this morning, we are going to continue moving forward with the Grow series. As you know, we've been taking the word GROW and using it as an acronym where each one of the letters in the word GROW, G-R-O-W, stands for and represents a way that we as believers can grow in our faith journey. You remember the first couple weeks we talked about how important it is to get involved in the ministry of a church. Of course, not all of us can get involved in the ministry of the church by being present, especially in the middle of a pandemic. And here we are, here in an empty room, once again, meeting online, awaiting the day that we can come back together in person. Uh, But we know that it's not always possible for everybody to be here all the time. But it is always possible for, for everyone to remain involved in the ministry of a church through prayer and through encouraging one another, through helping with projects that happen throughout the week and in assessing and helping to meet the various needs of the ministry of the church. It's, involved, it's important that we get involved. But then we talked about the R in GROW. If you remember, the R stands for read the Word. We talked about how important it is to read the Word of God. If we're going to grow in our faith, we need to read the Word of God. We need to, we need to draw near to Him in, in that special way. But this week, we're going to talk about the O in the word grow. And the O stands for observant. And we're going to encourage you this week, I'm going to encourage you to seek to be what I call an observant servant. And you know, what that means is that, that, that you are a person who looks for ways. You are observant to look for ways to serve God. And not only will you look for ways, but when you find those ways to serve the Lord, that you will step into that and begin serving. You know, a lot of people think about the word observe or observant, and they think about something that is passive, like observing or maybe taking part in a religious ceremony. We think about spiritual things here at this church, like the Lord's Supper and baptism, things that you take part in and, and, and you're observing them. Sometimes we think about watching a camera, you know, looking at your, your, your ring monitor and observing what is going on outside your house. You're kind of at a distance looking in 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 that aspect. But the kind of observant and observing that we're talking about this morning is is the primary definition of observe on dictionary.com, which says this, that the definition of observe is to notice or perceive something and register it as being significant. Observant means that you are quick to notice things that are important. And when you are an observant servant, that means that you are actively looking for ways and identifying ways to serve God. Because, friends, God will grow your faith as you serve under His guidance and His leadership. 
So this morning we're going to be in Galatians 6. Uh, and, and as we look at this passage in Galatians 6, we're going to, we're going to unpack a few just, just takeaways that really can apply to many areas of your life. But for the purposes of this morning, we're going to zoom these takeaways in on this idea of being an, an observant servant and growing in our faith. So we're in Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to start in verse 7 and read to verse 10. Paul says to the Galatians, verse 7, Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, will he also reap. Because the one who sows to his flesh will reap corruption from the flesh, but the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. So we must not get tired of doing good. For we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, we must work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. Father, we pray this morning, God, that you would help us to understand, Father, what it means to, to serve you. Father, what it means to be looking for ways to serve you. And Father, how through that, Father, that you will grow our faith. God, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if we are going to grow in our faith, we need to be serving God. If you're going to serve God, you need to be looking for ways to serve God. Now, from time to time, something may just drop in your lap. Like when you, when you drive up on somebody who may be on the side of the road in need. Uh, okay, you, you may just sort of roll up on that. Somebody came to me at a gas station one time, I, I've told many of you about, and asked me, could I hold her goat? Could I babysit her goat while she went inside to, uh, to do something? And, 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 and I did, right? That's one of those things that will only happen in Perry County, apparently. Uh, but uh, but we, we understand sometimes those things fall in your lap. But many times we miss out on things that we could be doing to serve the Lord because we're just not looking. We need to be an observant servant. And an observant servant is the kind of person who understands, number one, that choices matter. Paul says in verse 7, Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. My former pastor told a story about a teenage boy who was given instructions by his father to go plant a garden. His dad left him the instructions for exactly how he wanted him to plant this garden. How many rows, how many seeds per hall, very specific instructions. And it was going to take a long period of time. The problem was that the boy's friends were down the road hanging out. And, and this teenage boy didn't want to miss out on the fun with his friends. But he started to do what his father had told him to do because his father had told him to do it. And you know, how many of us uh, have, have ever started to do something just because our Heavenly Father told us to do it and then for whatever reason, 
Maybe we backed off. And maybe because it was too hard. Maybe because it was too inconvenient. Maybe because it didn't seem like a big deal. Many of us have been through that, haven't we? Well, the teenage boy had, had one of those short-sighted revelations after he had, he had begun doing what his father told him to do. He had this, this sort of short-sighted revelation that many people get, especially when we're teenagers. And, and he realized, he began thinking in the back of his mind, you know, my dad isn't actually here. Dad's never really going to know how I planted all these seeds and whether or not you know, I, I threw it the way I was supposed to throw it or not. So he figured out that he could get done a lot more quickly if he threw a lot of seeds in fewer holes and then he could go catch up with his friends. Well, now that all sounded good and made sense at the time, but a few weeks later, you know what's coming, don't you? A few weeks later, the dad called his son outside to the garden. The boy walked out to a lot of dirt except for a few spots that looked like a jungle and a very disappointed father. And that teenage boy learned firsthand something that all of us are going to learn sooner or later. He learned that you reap what you sow. Paul told the Galatians, you reap what you sow. That means, friends, that you have choices and choices matter. Paul tells the Galatians, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. You see, if you, as you read the book of Galatians, you realize that the Galatian Christians had fallen prey to many false teachings of the culture. Many of them were embracing false doctrines of false religion and false doctrines of their secular culture as well. And Paul had come to the area of Galatia proclaiming the gospel. And the gospel message is that Jesus died on the cross of Calvary to pay for the sins of humanity. And the gospel message is that the blood of Christ that paid for our sins is applied to the one who comes to God through faith alone in Christ alone. It's the same gospel that we proclaim today. It's the same salvation that's available to you today. Paul preaches the gospel and a lot of people are saved. But somewhere along the way, other messages came in behind Paul. After he had, after he had left the area, other teachers and other things came along behind Paul and were being proclaimed to the culture. And Paul is trying to tell them very simply, listen folks, this is not a game. He's saying don't buy into that garbage. He's saying that's very dangerous. They're saying that the things of God that you have heard just are not that important. And Paul's reminding him, reminding them when he says, don't be deceived, God will not be mocked. He's saying, don't think that you can live a life for God does not matter. He tells them, you reap what you sow. If you keep that in mind, with what Paul has also already said to the Galatians in Galatians 5, verse 13, he tells them, For you were called to be free, brothers. Only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, 
but serve one another in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in one statement, love your neighbor as yourself. So as Paul tells them, you reap what you sow. This is not long after he has very plainly and clearly told them that part of their calling, part of the opportunity that they have been given in this life is to serve God. I'm reminded that 1 Peter 4 tells us in verse 10 that based on the gift each one has received, use it to serve others as good managers of the varied, varied grace of God. Here's the translation. Observe and serve. Look for ways to put your talents and your gifts to work. Look for ways to serve others through the ministry of Christ. You will reap what you sow. If you sow nothing, you will reap nothing. If you sow weeds and thorns, well, you will reap weeds and thorns. But if you sow fruit seeds, good seeds... If you sow those, then you will reap fruit-bearing trees. So friends, it's your choice. Because an observant servant understands that choices matter. An observant servant also understands, number two, that growth is not instant. Look at verse 9. So we must not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if... We don't give up. You know, I'm not exactly a master gardener, but I do know that you can't plant an apple seed and expect an apple-producing apple tree overnight. (laughs) It takes seven to ten years to grow a fruit-bearing tree. And churches all over the nation struggle with... uh, with what we call the 90-10 dilemma, or maybe if you're at a a really efficient church, maybe they're struggling with the 80-20 dilemma. The the 80-20 dilemma happens when 20% of the people in the church do 80% of the work. The truth is, is that the calling on our church is to make disciples. That means sharing the gospel. That means studying and teaching and learning the Word of God. It means Christian community. It means serving one another. All of these things are relational. All of them take time. Friends, if you're called to a church, that means that, yes, you have a need for that church. God has a reason for calling you there, but His reason is that you need the church, but also that the church needs you. You see, whether you realize it or not, you have a place to serve. Right now, obviously, we're limited to doing many things at a distance. There are many things that we normally would be doing this time of year. And even though we had begun gathering in person uh, for the last four or five weeks, there are still many things that we have been unable to do. But whether you know it or not, you have a place to serve. You have a reason to pray. 
you have a reason to encourage one another. A reason to reach out and love. You see, so many people are too afraid to step out and say, Lord, I'm ready, would you use me? But being an observant servant, being used by God, looking for those ways to be used, and stepping into those, into those gaps and bridging those gaps, that is an awesome thing. And friends, God will grow you through those experiences. But it might not be easy. In fact, it can be very hard. And that's why Paul tells the Galatians, you, you can't get tired of doing good. For you're going to reap this harvest. You may not see it right now, but you will reap the harvest at the proper time if you don't give up. I'm thankful for our church staff. I'm thankful for our many volunteers that help in various ministries of this church, many of which we don't get to see. I'm thankful for people who cook for our fellowships and and for folks who lead our music and our folks who do sound and media, we have folks that, that, that really help us organize and put together ministry events and ministry causes, people who help us with building maintenance, folks who help decorate, uh, people who teach Bible studies uh, on a weekly basis, some who, who help us chaperone our students and our children when we go different places. We have a a group of ladies whose sole focus is organizing missions and ministry. Folks, we must not get tired of doing good. God has blessed our church. And I believe that He will allow us to reap at the proper time if we do not give up. Don't give up. In 1952... A woman named Florence Chadwick set out to swim from the Catalina Islands off the coast of California, swim through the Pacific Ocean to the California coast from the Catalina Island. It's about a 21-mile swim. And even for Florence Chadwick, who at the time was an accomplished swimmer, even for her, that was a daunting task. So as she made that swim, coaches and trainers and family members surrounded her with boats, followed her along the way to monitor her and be there for her if there was any need. And at about the 14-hour mark, can you just imagine that for a second? Swimming for 14 hours. 14 hours. At the 14-hour mark, a dense fog set in. And she could not see what was in front of her. Eventually she got disoriented and so she called out to the people in the boat and told them that she needed to quit. But they encouraged her and they encouraged her, don't quit, don't quit, keep going. And because of their encouragement, she kept on swimming. So she swam for another hour. And at the 15 hour mark, Florence Chadwick had enough. And she gave up. They pulled her into one of the boats, and when they did, the fog had lifted enough that she could see about a mile in front of them the California coast. Less than a mile away 
when I hear that story that I've heard many times, I'm reminded of believers in Christ who actually do step out and serve. They get out of their comfort zone and they begin serving. And over a period of time, they get tired and they get frustrated and they get burnt out. And then they just kind of give up on serving and many of them wondering if they're ever going to make a difference. Well, friends, let me tell you something. If you are serving Christ, not only will you make a difference, but you are making a difference. Don't give up. Many of you don't know how close you are to seeing fruit from your labors. Two months after her first try had ended, Florence Chadwick tried again. and During that time, she faced many of the same problems and fog, but this time, she did not quit swimming. She kept swimming, and finally, she made it to the California coast. Friends, you need to be observant. Look for ways to serve the Lord. And when you do, friends, don't get tired of doing good. I'm not saying that you can't take a break. I'm not saying that you can't catch your breath and and get a rest. But what I am saying is that if you continue doing that which God has told you to do, He will bring it to fruition at the proper time. An observant servant whose faith is growing in Christ is one who understands that choices matter. We can choose to serve. We can choose to get on the field and get in the game. Or we can choose to sit on the bench with our head down. They also understand that growth is not instant. It doesn't happen overnight. Whether it's growth from the harvest that you are working on, or it's the growth that is inside you, that God causes when you are serving Him, that doesn't happen overnight. It's not instant, but it does happen, and it is worth it. But number three, an observant servant is one who understands that you only have one life. Look at verse 10. Therefore, as we have opportunity, we, w- we must work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. Now keep in mind that in verses 7 through 9, Paul has used the illustration of crops to encourage the Galatians not to get tired of doing the right thing. Don't get tired of serving. Don't get tired of believing. Don't get tired of growing in your faith and drawing near to God. Paul uses the illustration of crops to illustrate that it's the power of the Holy Spirit, and in time, through the power of the Holy Spirit, all that effort will pay off when these crops come in. But you also have to keep in mind that a planting season only lasts so long. See, a planting season eventually will come to an end. Friends, as long as you are breathing, it is planting season. As long as as there is life 
in your body and breath in your lungs. It is a season to serve. Your life is not a fluke. It's not random. Because God created you with a purpose. And He's given you the opportunity to serve Him. And to serve others in His name. Grow in your faith by seeking to serve Him. Be an observant servant. Look for opportunities and serve the Lord. Choices matter. Growth is an instant. And you only have one life to live. You know, there is a difference between the planting seasons on earth. That's just an illustration, okay? There is a major difference between the planting seasons on earth and the planting season that Paul's talking about in this passage. The difference is, is that here on earth, you can live through 80 or 90 or many even up to 100 planting seasons in your life. But the planting season that Paul is talking about, see, it's, it's one and done. You get one shot. There's no reincarnation. There's no coming back. God tells us in Scripture it's appointed for men once to die, and then the judgment. You see, the universe is not going to send you back for another chance because, friends, the universe is not in charge. God is. Why not use the season that He has given you today to look for ways to serve Him? Let's pray.